Welcome to Mummy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. Welcome to the Halloween season, Josh. Oh, yeah, Spooktoberfest. It starts now. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. No, wait, that's wrong. Wait, I have a I have a button for it. Oh yeah. Shout out to all our pumpkin heads out there for joining us this week. And fellow Billies. Oh yeah, Bill. Oh, oh, oh. oh poor little Billy Harley in Pumpkinhead. Nineteen eighty eight Pumpkinhead is the movie we watched this week. Billy Harley is the uh hero that 2020 deserves <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, boy how you doing carol well i'm okay i i'm at the end of my tether i'll oh, say that oh no mr tuttle yes um or i'm inches away i mean i i you know it's it's been a hell of a time Mm-hmm. The hits keep on coming. That's what I keep saying to people when they ask how I am. So that's what I'll say to you. The hits keep on coming here in 2020. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the world is a vampire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been brutal. I did wake up this morning and say, well, oh, congratulations. That's a start. I, <laughs> I did say to myself, so, oh, today today is the number of days that is too many days to be piling on all this stuff. I really did feel like yeah, maxed yeah. out this morning. Yeah, we of course are talking about uh, the wildfires here in Southern California and all up and down the West Coast. Um, the East Coast actually had a hazy day today because of the wildfires here. Did you know that? That's cool. It's like we all live on one planet and we share one atmosphere. That's crazy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> as long as it's flat, then... Yeah, exactly. can... that's why. That's okay. how it gets there so easily. Right. Okay. Straight Thank- shot. Thank you. If it had to curve, I mean, you've never stood around the corner from someone. It doesn't make any sense. And been hit by a bullet. <laughs> so how could atmosphere do the same? No. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Um... Yeah, I. It's because of the wildfires here. We have not been able to go outside and breathe. The air quality has gone from unhealthy to poor, which is an improvement. So I allow us to walk around the block once mm-hmm. a day. Um, it's just not enough. It's not enough. And it's not that hot right now, thankfully. But it's warm enough where I have the impulse like 20 times a day to open a door or a window in our house. Yeah, it gets and... stuffy. That's for goddamn sure. I think poor air needs to do a better job. Uh, it needs to start pulling itself by its own bootstraps. You know, yeah. Start making coffee at home. That sort of thing. Right. <laughs> Save money. 
God, every little bit would help. Um, yeah, it's it's been trying. It hasn't been that bad, and I I always want to maintain perspective and you know gratitude for the fact that we our house is not on fire. We don't have COVID. Oh, knock on wood. And um, haven't been tested. Thank you very much. <laughs> And, you know, we were able to pay our rent. So, like, it's okay. It's fine. We have food. It's, you know, it's never... Why ask for more? <laughs> you know, that's plenty. Oh, well, I'm just trying to, you know, I know a lot of people are really suffering it's right true. now. So, I don't want to, like, be like, woe is me. But it's it's never a good time when you're like at least i have food right um that's never yeah it's bad yeah it's never a a fun thing when like your your gratitude has gone all the way down to like well i have a home Mm -hmm. you know um but it's also i am grateful and you know i feel very lucky because our kids are great but even (sighs) the (laughs) best what that was a great I feel very lucky. <laughs> Our kids are great. <laughs> but I mean anybody's anybody who's been at home with their kid for six kids for six months, like I will say the past week of us being trapped inside has they've relaxed into it. Um, you know, if we had gone from from like school to, to wildfire season and COVID, like the gradual build up to this like they're already used to staying at home they're Uh already you know like so they've relaxed into it but we have a lot of time during the day way more time than we used to of just they're doing their thing and I'm doing my thing and that's really nice like we didn't have that for the first few months at all really like they were very very clingy and now Especially because they're six months older. That's a big time in their lives. Like, yeah, and they that's can, a great point. They can play together more. Um, but I can like kind of let them do their thing and they're not like constantly. I mean, they're still very needy, but like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's been a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have any good things? <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> No, not not really. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I you know what I do enjoy though is watching movies. <laughs> no, I, I I I do enjoy watching movies. I very much enjoy watching things after bedtime and relaxing. It's really nice. It's, we've been staying up way too late this week because I think we're both just like ah, I need some me time. Got yeah, gotta have the gotta have the me time and the we time very true but you know yeah that's really that's that's about it i i was nice to um to escape into a world far bleaker than mine in the true. 1988 vehicle pumpkin head true i do feel like there's a lot of catharsis um especially now with these horror movies it's like really nice yeah. um we have the upper hand you always <laughs> leave it just like Looking down on them, you know, it's great feeling. So the thing about this movie is that 
the lighting in it. It looks like the light the light outside. It's very orange and yellow. Ooh. Yeah, it was really weird. Did you, you didn't notice that? I didn't I, even think about it yeah. once. Yeah. It was like, okay, I'm still in wildfire season here. It's hard to explain to people who don't live here just how crazy and weird it is. Like I think that you know, our family's from the East Coast and they've never lived on the West. Well, my dad has. I wonder if he has any experience with this, but you know, I'm saying to them, like, ash is falling from the sky and it's on your car. Mm-hmm. All the cars are covered in ash. Not covered like snow, but like it's... Like a dusting of a snow. A dusting. The same... Yeah. yeah. And like, it's also inside the house. Like, when I clean, I'm like, okay, that's... Oh, yeah, because our house is ancient and the windows don't really close. So we're basically living in a tree house. It's like we've been sleeping outside during this whole thing. <laughs> I know. I, we, we have air purifiers, Um but Thankfully. they're for small rooms. Yeah. yeah. And um and like you know because of the the lack of insulation at, at all. I'm like you know we're keeping ourselves inside but I'm like what what's the point? Let's just go outside for a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, there were days at the beginning that you really couldn't go outside and it would give you a headache and I felt like I just like smoked a cigarette. My throat burned. Yes. So luckily it's not um that bad but the bobcat fire is not that far away from us and i don't know when it's gonna be contained i don't think it's contained yet no very little of it is contained only a few percentage points i believe cool yeah gender reveal parties are really cool oh my gosh but it is halloween season and yeah believe it or not it's coming i'm excited about halloween even though la canceled halloween and then walked it back it's a perfect, ex- it's just the perfect microcosm of COVID itself because yeah. they, COVID politics. They said everything is canceled, trick or treating, trunk or treating, whatever. All of it is canceled except parades. Zoom parties. <laughs> yeah. Parades. And then there was pushback and they were like, oh, never mind. Um, we're, we just won't recommend um, certain things. You idiots. Just have a fucking spine. Just ha- tell people you can't trick or treat. Yeah. How hard is it? You won't be able to enforce it anyway. So yeah. why not just put your foot down? Talk about boundaries, people. This is like parenting 101. Yeah. Enforce a boundary. And it, it, you have every justifiable reason because it's for safety. Yeah. But That's we a- don't feel safe because you haven't held any boundaries. It's crazy. It's true. So now we're acting out. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's just going to get worse. We know this, though. This isn't a news podcast here. Um, We know it's going to get worse. Um, We don't know in what ways, but uh, it will. So (laughs) that's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, but I'm excited about just the fact that it's Halloween season and we get to watch Halloween scary movies. We have a great lineup. We started with Pumpkinhead. Then we're moving on to the Babadook. Yes, that's a little, that's like a, it's a crossover back to school yeah. Halloween-y movie. I think all of our Spooktoberfest Halloween season movies mm-hmm. will feature monsters. Yeah, very, very much monster focused. And then the the last one leading up to Halloween will be Trick or Treat. 
Yeah. Yeah, which I haven't seen. Same. Yeah. We love the Babadook. We have seen that. And I'm so excited to talk about it on the show because it's like just a great movie. I also haven't seen it since it was in theaters. So I'm really excited to revisit it. Yes, same. I like am eagerly awaiting it where I was terrified to watch it. I'm. Ooh, it's a scary one, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that and just, you know, going to break out the Halloween decorations soon and, yeah, uh, start working on costumes. We love Halloween here. We've talked about it a lot. We do, we do it up for the costumes and this year will be no exception. No COVID, no wildfire, no looming election will, uh, stand in our way. Absolutely not. Family costume watch out yep not totally know what it's going to be yet but some interesting ideas have been tossed about yes the littles have uh, more of an opinion Hmm. Uh, it was so much better when they would just be props i know that was basically one year yeah and yeah it was like half a year too Mm because we did it but then Wu had a uh a charlie brown costume as well so cute so cute um and I know we probably did it last year because ugh, our podcast is just, at this point, well over a year old. Yeah. Hard I'm to sure, believe. I'm sure we posted um, our photos of Halloween's past, but we'll do it again because we're just excited to show off, you know. And um, and we want to see yours too. Yeah. So. We want to see the Halloween decorations. We want to hear about costumes. We want to hear about spooky stuff and what your town has done as far as um canceling or not canceling halloween yeah would love to hear i'd love to hear what schools are doing yeah send i'm just curious yeah speaking of which our little ones will be back in school yep at that point so maybe they'll have a little halloween um something something they'll at least get to wear their costumes to school i guess i think that'll be it yeah that's that'll probably be everything we're not (laughs) really even allowed in the school we haven't sent them back yet they're going to start in october just for half days, which is, oh. A couple hours. You parents know this. Half days is a joke. But um, <laughs> basically no days at all. Yeah. But, you know, three and a half hours will be good for hopefully working. And I look forward to it. And I will say, since you haven't been back to your career since this has started, something I noticed when you were out of the house today with them for a while was I had been trying to put my finger on it for a while about like, well, what's, what is the difference between like going to work and not? And the big difference is it's just like still like dedicated adult time. And even when I'm not in the room with you all, it does still feel like, oh, mm-hmm. you're right. You're right there. Everything else is just beyond the door. And it, it, it is a different it's just a different feeling and it's a different like approach to have some yeah. adult time. It's just like date nights and stuff. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's just quiet. It's quiet and you can focus more mm-hmm. for sure. You can move about freely. Mm-hmm. That's something. Yeah. So it's a scary but exciting time. And that is Halloween. It is. So let's talk about Pumpkinhead. Okay. <laughs> let's recap. All right. We're going to borrow a recap from the Internet Movie Database. I almost said this. I almost suggested it. Yeah. You know what? We're back here. 
because I have a challenge for Josh. Um, Josh, if you will, okay. go to the second plot summary down, and I want you to read uh. it in one breath. This comes from us from Devint-16816. I'm assuming that's his uh, prison number or something. Um, oh, the first one is literally anonymous. There is not, it is not even credited to anonymous. All right, I'm there. But the second one is the one we're doing, so. Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. One breath. One shallow, smoky breath. (laughs) After a group of bikers accidentally murder a young boy named Billy Harley, his father, Ed Harley, is devastated, and the only thing he wants is revenge and goes to an old woman who is said to be a witch and conjures a demonic creature known as Pumpkinhead and with revenge on his mind unleashes him upon the bikers. Devint. One six eight one six. One six eight one six. That's a lame is reference. Um <sighs> How did that feel reading it in one breath? I thought it would be more fun than it seemed to be. It felt it, nice. It was one sentence, so it's tr- a perfect run on. Um I could not No take, punctuation. Could not take my eyes off the fact that Pumpkinhead did not get the title case treatment however <laughs> revenge and mind did yeah as though the title were revenge on his mind <laughs> which i mean it's that's I accurate love, i love the uh what would you call that giving weight and credence to a random word by capitalizing it oh my gosh i actually just yeah recently in quarantine read a book where that happens a lot it like on purpose as a as a device and mm-hmm. it's so good ah. it's wonderful one of my favorite things to do so a shout out to devint yeah devint thank you um i also f- think it's probably the most accurate of these like one of them says when a backwoods town is invaded by inner city bikers okay it's not invaded that's like I'm having a whole different image of the, of the movie when you're when you're when you're saying invaded. Yeah. And then when it's like a group of city kids go to the country to relax, that's completely not true. They go there to ride their dirt bikes. They go there to party. Yeah. They're trying to rage. They want to buy booze. They want to fuck. They are ready to <laughs> fuck. That is without question. There's a whole other movie that would have happened if they hadn't done what they did, but they did. And now they're done. Um, okay, so this movie. Okay. It starts out with a bit of a prologue. 1957, the, the, there's a little boy in a cabin with his parents, and they bar the door against this man who's screaming for help. I saw them barring the door, and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be fun to have a door I could bar? <laughs> so that's what I think about. I was like, ooh, a, yeah. a big just would feel so good. It would feel so good to bar the door at night. Just you like, would know for sure that it's locked and you wouldn't <laughs> ask me, did you bar the door tonight? <laughs> yeah. All the doors. Every door. Um You want to bar all of them now? Well, at least the the two entrances, three entrances to our house. Oh boy. That's um, a lot of bars. <laughs> yeah guess a deadbolt will have to suffice for now so there's an there's an instance of the pumpkin head 
And then that little boy grows up and now we're in what's presumably the present day. Though it is quite old timey. It is backwoods-y. So I guess this this boy grown into a man, Ed Harley. Do you think he is Ed Harley? That's him as a boy? Yeah. Because I kind of didn't think it was. Can I say why? Why? Because he's looking, he goes out. Oh, I guess. he. The witch doesn't enter into it till later. Like he never would, because he's looking for the witch and he's looking for mm-hmm. revenge. He knows what he's looking for because yeah. he saw the thing at night. Okay. I kind of thought it was maybe the hillbilly neighbor who refuses to take him to see it. Okay. But anyway. I'm pretty sure it is him. I it think would they make say, like, more sense. Little Eddie or something. Um, so, so just so you know, like, you know what the deal is with this prologue. And then um, the, this, this man now owns a little general store and he has a child, Billy, who's what, 10? Not even. Eight. I would say he's eight years old. Okay. And he has maybe a little, six. Super cute. Maybe he's four. Maybe he's two. I don't know. <laughs> he might not even be born yet. <laughs> um, and he has a little dog, and he's cute. And um, they have okay. They have this relationship. Like there's this long scene in their little cabin where like it's all supposed to say that this guy is such a great dad, and he loves his kid so much. And it's so syrupy sweet. And after like six months at home with the kids, I'm just like, give me a fucking break. That's what I was thinking about with that. Oh. I was just like, oh my God, please. Plus it was a really long scene, like totally needlessly long. Oh, I thought it was just right. I was just like, get me out of here. I just put the kids to bed. Uh-huh. I don't want to like pretend I like this this necklace. I, I thought it was great, uh, mostly because Ed Harley not a bad dad. <sighs> Not a bad dad. Some would call him to a good the, dad. To the living. Bad dad to the dead. Bad dad to the dead. I'll take that. It's a movie I'm writing about you. So, um, bad dad <laughs> to the dead. <laughs> so, the sequel to Bad Dad. Yeah, so he's mm-hmm. such a great dad and the kid is so cute and blah, blah, blah. So they like go to work, right? Yep. They They go to the store to work. And a group of inner city dirt bikers come and they, <laughs> like you do. I've plagued this land for too long. At the same time, a family from the Grapes of Wrath comes to the store. That's right. Straight um, out of the Dust Bowl. I, I Straight out of a Rosa Sharn's teat. In a right more. <laughs> the feed store. Oh and they're just like, there's. There's little orphans from Annie in the in the back of the truck. There's just like a bunch of strange things happening with this family. Mm-hmm. And bookmark, because we're going to talk about those orphans later. And then there's a kid, Bunt. His name is Bunt, right? I'm sorry, what? His name is Bunt. <laughs> well, he was the runt. And he's a boy. So they had to call him Bunt. <laughs> he's the older of the of the. The orphans, I think. Oh, okay. He's the one who like helps out later. Bunt. But he's not there. Good old Bunt. He's not there in the back of the truck. He Is goes he? into the store, I think, with the with the dad. I don't remember. So anyway, the point is 
they all are at the store at the same time and grapes of wrath man is like you you gotta deliver my feed yeah i forgot it at the house yeah he forgot at the house so basically ed leaves billy and the dog in charge of the store while he goes back to get G.O.W.'s um, feed. Oh, nice. Grapes of Wrath. I got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, feed. And then there's all these, uh, you know, inner city dirt bikers, dirt biking outside. Mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Popping wheelies, jumping jumps. Right. And so... Disgusting. I want to talk about that, but I think first we should just talk about what happens. Um, there's a very prolonged okay. scene of... There- I think before we get there, can mm-hmm. I talk about the poem? Oh, yeah. Talk about the poem. Because, yeah, there is a lot that happens. I mean, I even think setting up this movie, the fact that it is that Stan Winston's directorial debut, so you know it's going to... Neither of us had seen it before right. tonight. And so, like, knowing that it was going to be, like, a big monster m- mm-hmm. movie, like, mm-hmm. the, there would be... That a monster would be center at the center stage of it, like, you know, he's most famous for designing aliens. Um but it was also notable in the credits that the story was supposedly based on a poem mm. by, oh boy, did I write it down? Ed Justin is his name. Two first names. Now, can't trust him. And I'll tell you why. Because he's just like a guy. It's not like Ed Justin was like a Civil War era poet or something like that. Right. This is some old thing that they uncovered and said like, oh, this is ripe for a horror movie right we need to uh this was like in 1985 he wrote this poem probably yeah and then he Got spent it. a couple of years shopping it around that's some interesting ip maybe i should just start writing poems yeah it was really it was a really good investment for ed justin for one movie <laughs> uh 32 years ago <laughs> look at him just sitting on his pile oh. of fame and fortune go he, ahead right, he read lives the inside poem. the pumpkin stump um that was filmed at ed justin's house so this is the poem keep away from Pumpkinhead, unless you're tired of living his enemies are mostly dead he's mean and unforgiving laugh at him and you're undone but in some dreadful fashion vengeance he considers fun and plans it with a passion Time will not erase or blot a plot that he is brewing, that he has brewing. It's when you think that he's forgot, he'll conjure your undoing. Bolted doors and windows barred, guard dogs prowling in the yard, won't protect you in your bed. Nothing will from Pumpkinhead. (laughs) I'm sorry, I was cowering in the corner. I'm back. Oh, God. Oof. That was a chiller and a thriller. Oh, truly was. Um, so the the dust. I wanted to talk about that then because the Dust Bowl kids start teasing each other with the pumpkin head poem. Right there, um, very Nightmare on Elm Street style. Mm-hmm. Um, right there outside while while Big Ed Harley is um, minding the store, minding is having this conversation with Gow Dad. Dust Bowl kids are out there like taunting. Billy and just being rude and the inner city dirt bikers are actually sticking up for Billy and being like, dude, leave him alone. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I think that the side note, the weird part about this movie is how like you don't hate the teenagers. I Except feel for like Joel. Yeah, you hate one of them, but like I feel like they could have just been punks and you're just sad. I don't know. You're just like, oh, a lot of them cared about this kid and Yeah, like well, they only only two of them were reckless and only one is a complete asshole. Yeah. And so it is weird that they become like the the cannon fodder for right. yeah. for Pumpkinhead, especially my dude Steve. We can we'll get to him in a yeah. minute. I'll talk about Steve a little later. So Ed leaves, they the Dust Bowl gang leaves and um the dog is like chasing the dirt bikers and Billy runs out of the store. And he gets hit by a dirt bike mm-hmm. and isn't instantly killed. He, he just lays there and the, the teenagers, a lot of like half of them very appropriately freak the fuck out. Yes. And I thought that was very realistic, but because the scene was so long, you know, obviously Josh and I are just like, Ugh. like it's not it's crazy not, about kids dying on screen, but it's not, doesn't match the tone like it's it's a sad 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 moment you're Mm -hmm. just like this sucks and i don't know how you do that i i think i think what i wanted was that scene to be like a little shorter or something i don't know i think so i think Uh, i wanted him to instantly die and not be yeah 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 i think you can even you could even cut away like the one guy drives off the other one says like go get help mm-hmm. and that's it yeah it's just like really really drawn out and like ed comes back and finds the kid and he you know takes him and drives off says nothing really yeah it's brutal it's really brutal then yeah ed takes like the the teenagers are freaking out and having their own like whole drama about this and but ed takes the the child's body to um to haggis the witch and well first he goes he goes to the he first he goes to the the dust bowl gang and Mm -hmm. and bunt tells eventually tells him where haggis is for a price yeah and he goes to this really creepy witch yeah, awesomely creepy. Witch. So great. She's the. I mean, she's the best part of the movie. I mean, I, I think the. I think Pumpkinhead the monster is great and ages so well with special yeah. effects. I mean, it's very very good. And um, Haggis was great. I have in my notes here. Haggis makes the pea head. Pea head kills the teens. So that's pretty much. Like... <laughs> that's your poem <laughs> at Pumpkinhead Slam Poetry Night. Haggis makes the pea head. Um. The movie pretty much carries on from there with some twists and turns, but uh, I just wanted to kind of like lay the the groundwork of sure. of young Billy's demise. Okay, and the, the parenting thing I want to talk about here is I was blown away that he left Billy at the store. Not mm-hmm. only because he was too young to be left alone, he was too long, he was too young to be left alone in a charge of an establishment. It's certainly a legal violation of any uh, labor laws. Well, I'm going to get to that. But also, just the fact there were these 
kids riding dirt bikes outside and it was like this tense scene like if you were gonna if you had to leave your kid in front uh you know in charge of the store and it was totally quiet it's like okay you're gonna be gone for 10 minutes you know Mm -hmm. like don't agree with it probably nothing's gonna happen you'd wait for them all to leave but yeah it's like i have to say even though he's a loving dad like that was a careless careless thing to do it's not his fault but it is his fault because he's in charge of billy and that but yeah it is it is his fault well yeah that's he's not he's not without sin in this movie um but so that so this is what i'm gonna talk about the leaving your kids at home alone let's take out the the business front part of it for now um that's for another show Hmm. but so when is the good age to leave your children at home so i looked it up oh there's an answer go ahead yes well there's sort of an answer so three states actually have laws about when you can leave your child at home legally for any amount of time yeah i mean yeah okay so i mean do you want to i'll give you the state you can you can guess the age okay okay illinois uh 13. 14. Ooh. Maryland. 11. 8. Shit. Oregon. 12. 10. Dang. Zero <laughs> for three. Um, it's all ridiculous. Um, 14, Illinois? 14. So you're saying... High school. High school, but also like in two years, you're going to have a driver's license? I just feel... I feel like this is... I feel like it's crazy because of what I was doing at that age. Now, granted, we're children of the the eighties and early nineties where things were a lot different. Um, we were left at home. Mm-hmm. We were left places alone really early, and I was babysitting by the time I was eleven. So it's kind of crazy to me to think about that you wouldn't be able to stay at home sure. legally in Illinois. So where all those this, John Hughes movies? I mean, what? What about Lance Hendrickson here? Like, what's his? I mean, why? So, outside of the fact that there's people there, you probably by the time you were Billy's age, you were being left alone places. I was, but like I said, not at a storefront, not in charge of a business. Are you sure? <laughs> Your dad never put you to work. Well, actually, yes, that did happen, but not when I was that young. I did How young? illegally go to work one time when my dad worked at the Wendy's in our neighborhood. He was the manager at a Wendy's and um, needed help on the grill. Solid. And I, I think I was 13. I was definitely 13 because I was, I'm trying to figure out like based on where I was living. So I was 13 and I went and I worked. I did not have a work permit, should not have been working behind the grill. I'm sure my mom doesn't know this, but it's okay. She doesn't listen to this podcast. That's right. Doesn't know how to get a podcast. No, neither does my dad. So it's okay. Um, And it was so awful. It was so, so wretchedly awful, Josh. I hated every moment of it. I... I never, I, 
I never wanted to do that. That I, you know, like I never were was you like. Don't, were you the only child working there that day? No, there were other there were other employees there. Other children? Uh, no, <laughs> other children. But this is really funny. I haven't thought about this in so long. But um, I, I, I wasn't like I was ever like. I wonder what that's like. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like, can I, I go to work with you? Yeah. I was never even like a big fast food. I like food. cooking. I like eating the food. <laughs> yeah. Let me show up. Yeah. Because I mean, I feel like my dad at that age would have been. He was super interested in like food service. Mm-hmm. He always, he like loves his job. He's worked in food service his whole life. So I'm sure to him, he was like, this will be a joy for this child to do. Um, but I was just excited because I was going to make some money because he was going like, yeah, to yeah. pay me 13, under the table. Yeah. want that yeah. money. So, yeah, it was awful and dangerous and I could have gotten burned and I didn't, thankfully. But, um, yeah, I I mean, I I don't eat meat and I don't eat fast food. And it took a while after that um, for that to happen. Like officially. Yeah, yeah, probably like 10 years later. But um, when I think about that day, I I shudder for sure. Yeah. My my dad would so my dad's a, a priest for our listeners, Episcopal priest. Huh. He's allowed to get married uh, and have kids. It's fine. It's not like we're secret. I think that's what Thornbirds is about. So it's not Thornbirds. No, um, Thornbirds is not about that. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Peaking. Um, someone will have to fill me in later, I guess. Uh, but when I was like seven, uh, he would have me fill in as an acolyte. At for like, you're making a horrible face. I don't know what accolades do. It's an altar boy. Oh, to Catholics, an altar server. We have girl oh. altar servers. Now. Oh, very progressive of so, you. <laughs> very progressive. Um. So when I, yeah, when I was seven, it would be for though it would usually be for things like people's weddings, hmm. because it'd be like on a Saturday, right. not like on a Sunday when kids are there with their families and I'm like all right this is your sunday you're on the calendar for today which is like think about if your officiant at your wedding brought a child <laughs> it's like yeah he's gonna help out today uh he's swinging around some incense over here like i'll you know like yeah. we haven't really rehearsed or anything like right. that just be like bring over the thing i'll wave you over kind of thing he's very casual in that way yeah um it, but yeah, I think if if he had if he had a general store, I think I probably would have been left to run the general store at Billy's age. Yes, I know you would have. Yeah, and I would have too. But I do think that is yeah full on generation gap because yes. like for yeah. Ed's age as well, what well, we saw where he grew up, right? They left men to die on their porch. So. Yeah, it wasn't like it was this big leap of you know. It mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't out of character for him, but it just got me thinking about like when you sh- like what is the age? And I know I've talked to my sister, you know, Monica about this. She has two boys that um, are a little older than Wu and Boo and her younger son has diabetes. So that is kind of a um, another layer of complication with leaving them at home alone. But. Um, her older son is 12 and I think that they do, you know, like they have been slowly, you know, letting them be at home for larger and larger periods of time. Um, but the general rule of thumb is 12. 
if your state doesn't have a law about it, um, I was looking this up on working moms, no, workingmother.com. And they tipped me off to the fact that some states have guidelines. So I looked up California Department of Education has a, a thing called Care About Quality. And it was, uh, this is from 2000. So it's, it's current. Mm-hmm. Um, 20 years ago. But it's this checklist of things like. Yes, yeah, so this like, is made when we were in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Um, before 9-11 think about that um so there's a checklist and like what you're like here like here's some of the things like what your child could handle all right stranger stranger on the list yeah Yeah. (laughs) stranger at the door locked out of the house a fire an argument with a sister or brother and a small injury you know and then Mm -hmm. like just gauging your your child i mean i think it hasn't been updated because it it it's the government but also um it's pretty like i don't i think these things Seems still standard hold yeah. true yeah it's like um is is she responsible can he creatively solve problems is she um does she spend her time responsibly you know like things you should ask yourself and think about your your child so anyway i will put the that in the show notes and um because i thought that was really helpful because it is a very case-by-case thing. It's not something you can just mandate Illinois, Maryland, and Oregon. God. They don't have to be left alone at that age. <laughs> I bet Maryland you can still be like legally married at 10. So I guess they have to wow, be able to. Wow, this is a Delaware-specific <laughs> issue. Slam. All right. So. That's but it. do you know how old do you have to be to ride a dirt bike? Uh, depends how rad you are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is they make dirt bikes for three-year-olds. So oh, don't yeah, worry, Josh. You can be any age you want. They even had how you can put a two-year-old on a dirt bike safely. I read about that. That's cool. How can you do it? How how can you do it? You can't. I mean, they're just people who are like dirt bike enthusiasts. They're like, here's how you outfit one for a three-year-old to make your two-year-old be able to ride one. It's craziness. Anybody else? Does anyone disagree with me here? I think it's a little silly. I'm just asking our listeners. I I assume that you wouldn't put Boo on a dirt bike. No, he would ask, though. <laughs> he would, and he would be so good at it. We should probably just do it. All right. Let's take him to the, the dunes by Pismo Beach. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> when he falls off, I would just say, I told him it was an accident. <laughs> Oh God, that one of the teens. Oh my God, Steve. Steve with the he has like a bandana or something. Uh, yeah, he does. It's a headband. I was reminded of Wu because Wu is obsessed with his headband, and uh, I was like, "That's what he's gonna be like. He's gonna be like that guy that always has his headband on." Mm-hmm. That's fine, but yeah, it's true. He's got a look. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So does Steve. Sometimes you might look at him and go, "Oh man, I just don't believe this." <laughs> Yeah, he was a good little uh, comic relief. It was the most outrageous. He wasn't trying to be funny. It was the most outrageous <laughs> voice I've ever heard. Like how he got on set. Because <laughs> they definitely would have had him read. They don't have a lot of lines in this movie, right? Like part of the audition process certainly would have been like, okay, um, 
so this accident's just happened. You've arrived at that cabin and you're obviously, you're really upset. Um, and you need to tell them what happened. So go. I don't know. <laughs> you told him it was an accident. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The, the teens in this movie are pretty funny in general. Oh yeah. Because one of them is played by like a 45 year old oh, man. Oh my God. Steve's brother, Joel, who's like the guy who makes them all leave. And he's like, I'm going to, you know, I have a slap on my wrist already. Like, I'm gonna get arrested if I they find out I murdered someone, and uh, not again. Yeah. It really was like, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, he looked like an off-duty cop. It's crazy. Yeah, and then yeah, so they're the, all the teens are. They're slowly like coming to the cabin. One of them is is like sh- in shock, straight up. She yes. like can't get it together, and I thought that was really appropriate and like for an 80s movie like, and, a, really and like a slasher movie essentially like yeah. pretty grounded yeah it was like oh that's yeah that's nice um yeah but then so everybody's kind of freaking out and um eventually you know pumpkin head shows up and uh kills spoiler alert. <laughs> kills that starts killing them off and the girl, like Joel's girlfriend, who's kind of been like, whatever, like Joel's a badass, like let him do what he wants, you know, like she's just, she's definitely, it could be worse. she has it coming, you know, like of the, half of them have it coming, half of them are, it's very sad that they die, but she faints, she just straight up like faints away. Oh yeah. Up here, upon seeing, you know, the girl murdered and I was just thinking about like how often that's used in movies where people just faint. And I was like, I don't think I would love to know. I don't know how I would find out the statistic, but like how common is it that you just faint away? Because I feel like I would love to faint in a situation like that. Cool. Just let's, you know what? Pass. Just going to, just going to sit this one out. I'm just going to faint. Yeah, I'm going to shut down. Yeah, that's like Full ideal. On, power down. Yeah. <laughs> you all deal with it. Wake me up or kill me. I don't know. Yeah, and she, I think she dies. She she faints and then she like immediately dies. And it's like that's kind of ideal. Um dream scenario for a <laughs> monster murder. Yeah. Yeah, and I just wonder like what like it's not satisfying to see somebody faint on screen. Why is this such a thing? Why is this such a device? Like, oh. That is weird. It's, I wonder if it just takes them out of the action. You know, yeah. if it's almost like a director's choice more than anything. But, if it's just but like, why would you want that? I'm not sure. I just don't get it. If it I, I mean, like if it's more of like a choreography thing, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you have, to, in order to faint, you have to be holding your breath. That's why people faint. So... I could believe that people aren't breathing in a stressful situation and they faint. But like, yeah. how often does that really happen? Listeners, chime in. Yeah, how often are you fainting out there? Haven't fainted in this smoky, smoky air. <laughs> yeah, so we're okay. So what the fuck? So who else is fainting? We, we're not fainting. No, not one bit. Have you bit. ever fainted? Interview with a vampire. Have you ever fainted, Josh? Uh, uh, the only thing I can think of, I remember one time I was probably nine or 10, there was a thing called flare night that was pre, that was preceded 4th of July at Lake Sunapee, New Hampshire, where we go in the summers. 
and everyone around the lake would light flares on their docks. So there'd just be the little red points of light all around the lake and people go out in their boats and just like a kind mm. of fun little hang precursor yeah. to summer sort of thing. Uh, I flares, some of them for like for boats have nails in the bottom. So you can, or even road ones do. So you can either stick them in the ground or stick them in the end of your dock. I pulled out the dead flare and grabbed the, grabbed the nail and it was basically, you know, white hot because it had been burning this burning stick for hours. And I pinched it my thumb and forefinger and the pain hurts so much. I think I did pass out. I think I did at some, I remember it was one of those things. Like I just remember, I do remember like waking up, you know, like, like there was a gap in, but I think that is it. That's the only time I can remember, uh, uh, just yeah completely just fainting losing it yeah Hmm. Mm -hmm. interesting how about you i have fainted and i'm thinking about it come close when getting tattooed oh getting tattooed oh my first tattoo Mm -hmm. that's right you turn pretty green yeah that's right i forgot about that um And I also have fainted, like hit the floor, fainted once in a bathroom because I had just, I probably hadn't eaten very much either, but I had just read a pretty graphic description in a book of uh, DIY abortion. And I just, I felt like all the blood go out from my upper body and I just like went to the bathroom and just woke up on the floor. Wow. Um, So... I'm sure I wasn't breathing while I was reading it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I also have come very close to fainting as a kid getting haircuts, and I just probably wasn't breathing. Wow. Yeah, I just was not uh, not into it. <laughs> like, My little really. cancer just wanted to hold on to those hairs. Yeah, just... Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think I was very happy about the haircuts, um, but yeah. And then like in church, not having like eaten breakfast, I'm feeling very fainty, but not actually fainting. Mm-hmm. So I guess there, there are other reasons for fainting. Maybe you haven't eaten. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Lots of reasons. Lots of reasons. Okay. So let's talk about these teens. Love them. <laughs> so. So adult Joel. He's at least my age then, uh, much older now. <laughs> He's like an old, straight up old man now. Um, he owns the general store. Um, no, Joel was, is the abusive boyfriend who even does the whole like crocodile tears of like, I'm a big fuck up. Right. Boy. Yeah. Um, like, I've changed. I've changed, and then yeah, no, he's a he's a douche, and uh, so he he gets what's coming to him. Yeah, the weird thing is, this is a no survivors movie. Mm-hmm. He does get them all. Yeah, and you know I love that. Yeah, and um, but Joel on the town, they're like in Oklahoma or something. Where like this is not, um, I don't know. This isn't Florida. The, the or, inner city that they're talking about. Who who knows where the city is? Right could be like sioux falls yeah or that's nebraska whatever uh idaho nobody I don't know. knows <laughs> no one knows gives a shit man <laughs> come at me um 
Joel grabs a machete. And I don't think of a machete as a farm tool. It's just sitting there on the counter, though, as though like... Yeah, like a cabin just has a machete on the... Yeah, yeah. it's like a machete on the kitchen counter. Uh, Yeah, along with the dull kitchen knives in in the rental cabin, it has a full-on machete sharpened up, just (laughs) chilling there. Somehow this has come up recently several times. There's this app called Citizen. I don't know what this is. So it's basically like a police band app. It's it's like um, next door on steroids. Oh that like God. if you see a like police helicopter circling your neighborhood, the best place to check is probably Citizen because it it has like police band stuff. I think there's also like wow some. I think you can also report things, and it has a it has a weird uh, racially tinged undertone. Uh, it, it was called. The original name for the app was Vigilante. The yeah, and like oh, fun fact is, LA, the city of LA is uh, recently partnered with them to be the engine for their contact tracing for COVID nineteen. Hmm. Um, but in the meantime, the Citizen app has about a million users in Los Angeles alone, and it, but it's everywhere. You know, hmm. it's just like this. And um, but like one of the things that's come up anytime anyone I know uses it is a machete attack in their neighborhood and it's always and all i I kept thinking is just like oh la has a machete problem and it made me think when i saw this is like where where is everyone getting all these machetes if you google like citizen machete there is seriously like every month there is like machete 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 attack in this report of person are i'll read two days ago report of person armed with machete in south la man wielding machete on may 29th Report of man armed with machete on August 29th. Machete wielding man detained. Uh, well, see, this is this is an interesting thing because it's like <laughs> all these reports of like people wielding it or armed with it. Did someone die? Did they they were able to detain the person? Yes. So it's like I just hate the argument against or I you know against gun control. That's like well somebody would find a weapon. It's like. They might find a weapon, but they won't be successful. Like, right. Even if, the report of a man on my birthday armed with two machetes at Vine and DeLong Prey Avenue. Seems like he was uh, apprehended. It was you, Josh. Let's just... Yeah, I spent the night in jail. <laughs> it's always your birthday wish. Every yep. birthday. And go out wielding two machetes. <laughs> just swinging them like nunchucks. <laughs> not hitting yourself in the face (laughs) no i've been i'm incredibly skilled so that's my intention i intend to take on la's machete problem with two machetes um so there really wasn't anything else to that other than the randomness of it as a web or what i perceived as a randomness of it but then i realized oh wait a second people fucking love machetes okay yeah i mean one incident per month is still pretty rare. Just this is just in LA. Yeah. People. Good people of Sioux Falls. Google your own city <laughs> and citizen app and machetes. <laughs> Tell me what comes up. Yeah. We want to I want to know. Where are the machete criminals yeah. wielding their power? So let's <sighs> rate this movie. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Josh. For the movie 
Pumpkinhead, mm-hmm. the movie itself, how many pounds of haggis would you <laughs> give this movie out of 88? Oh, out of 88 pounds of haggis. God damn you, God damn you. He already has some. Nice haggis clip. Thanks. And the obvious answer is 69. <laughs> you see haggis, yeah. the witch. Yeah. Or haggis, the meat. That's what you Or Lance got. Hendrickson with his shirt off. You called him libidinous as we were watching. I used that word. You kept saying everything he did was sexy. <laughs> I did not. What? You said that while we were watching it. Wait, so why is everything he doing? Well, no. Oh, okay. I just meant no. I didn't find it sexy. Oh, I mean, he's 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 fine, but he just has this like. I wouldn't kick him out of bed. <laughs> yes. He just has this like little swagger to him that's completely unwarranted. Mm. I think he's. I. I mean, I maybe it's because we just watched watched Aliens, and I just see mm-hmm. him as this like weird robot man. Yeah, but he was showing you can move. He has this like hip thing going on. I don't know. He just like kind of moves with this like I'm so sexy, and I'm like mm. you're. I mean, you're fine. You have muscles, but like, it was more just like why? Why is he doing that? <laughs> is it like a yeah. choice? Anyway, I think so. I still, I'm going to stick with 69 because 69 pounds of haggis because it is <laughs> when wet. Uh, she <laughs> looks so good. Because I, I liked it. I, I think my only, um, it felt rushed in parts that didn't need to be rushed. It felt like some of the deaths were sort of unwarranted, but I really liked it. And I like, they did some cool things where it's like, I like the whole thing in the church framework where they're like thinking, oh, this is like this demon from hell. It's not gonna be able to go to a holy place. And it just walks right in. Yeah. Like, gotta cool. love that, that kind of thing. Love that. No, no one's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the real monster, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Love that unanswered question answered and it was cool and apparently that cabin is uh for sale for it might be it's in like tahunga oh it's it's around and apparently still about so we could live out our days in the witch's cabin um Cowabunga so all that tahunga, let's go when i <laughs> so it says on their street signs uh and i thought billy was super adorable i thought uh, we'll get to that, I guess, later, and then we're gonna get to how cute Ed it is. is. Yep, that's our next rating scale. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll go sixty-nine. Okay. How about you? How many pounds? I guess I will give it sixty-nine. Wow, you really jumped the shark there. Um, I'll give it a cool seventy. Oh, been leapfrogged by my own wife. Yeah, I thought it was just really fun. It yep. wasn't, it was just like, yeah, you can't, it's a good slasher movie, great monster movie, great witch. It was fun. I didn't like, I don't need to see it again, but I, I don't have any like yeah. big complaints, except for the fact that it was just so needless to draw out the death of young Billy, like that pet cemetery death. Yes. It's just boom, it's done. And you don't see it. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, points off for, you know, needless uh, sappiness, in my opinion. But, okay. Yeah. I thought it gave it heart, but mm-hmm. this is your time. Uh, shall we read the children and the teens? Let's do it. Okay. Carol. Mm. Okay. Um, for the children, how many pairs of Coke bottle glasses do you give the youths of this film out of, oh, don't say six, don't say six, uh, out of 12 pair? 24 lenses. Yeah, sure. 24 monocles, Coke <laughs> bottle monocles, or 12 pairs of Coke bottle glasses. Um, it's funny that you're like, don't 48 say, bifocal. You're like, don't hats. say six. You could have said five, like the normal rating system. Mm. Um, are we counting the teens in this or just Billy? Oh, no, the Dust Bowl gang. Dust Bowl gang is in there. You can count the teens if you find them to be teens. I don't. Okay, with Billy being like the the meat, the haggis of this rating, uh-huh. I would give the kids nine out of twelve because they were memorable uh-huh. and they acted well, and that's yep. that's all. Yep. How about you? I'll I will tie you then because I don't have much else to say. Because I, I even do remember the faces of the individual Dust Bowl gang. Well, here we go. This brings us to... Oh, it's Mummy and Daddy's Totally Awesome. Where are they now? Okay. So where are they now? Billy Harley, that little boy. Look familiar? Uh, Yeah. I mean, he looks like the kid from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> well, yeah, because that actor's not been in anything since this movie. Um. Oh. Yeah. I was hoping you were going to tell me it was like um, the main <laughs> dude in Children of the Corn and the kid from Jerry Maguire oh, was actually yes. like 14 when he did that movie. Right. That would have been awesome. Oh, no. But I have two fun Where Are They Nows from this movie and they don't involve the teens and they don't involve Billy. So where does that leave us? The Dust Bowl gang. Oh. Okay. We, well, I recognized a girl. Yes, who then you said I couldn't look at the credits because you're afraid I was going to guess it. You would have guessed it. it, You would have seen her name and known at least that. Well, we'll we'll see what you if you do recognize the name. But what we missed in the pickup truck was Mayim Bialik. What? Yes, Blossom. (laughs) Blossom. Big Bang Theory, anti-vaxxer, anti-me too, Mayim Bialik. Oh man, I just don't believe this. <laughs> you gotta keep those buttons forever. Ah, uh, Steve is immortal. <laughs> um, you didn't know she was an anti-vaxxer. I didn't know she was anti-me too. I didn't <laughs> well, she's, know. She's really walked it back, but like right when the Weinstein thing happened, she was like, she did an op-ed for the the New York Times and was like, I'm not attractive, so I've never had to deal with this, but let's just say 
you knew what society was and you should have probably expected. I mean, it wasn't, it's a Ugh. long and, but like. She really be, said the I'm not attractive bit? She, well, not like that. I'm simplifying it. But she, she is basically like, for people who aren't a 10 like me. Oh my God. I know. And she, that's she, what I mean. Yeah. That's... She talks about, she talks about her growing up in Hollywood, but like the point of it was basically like, it's not shocking that this happened and you shouldn't rely on your, um, you know, your beauty to, to get you places and you don't have to look for that at, on a casting couch. Like it's, it's rough. It's really rough. It's like not, she apologized. I'm sure she regrets saying that, but she's also, I mean, anti-vax statements. So she's a, in my book, she wrote a book about, um, about like being a mom and co-sleeping. So she got a lot of heat for that, which, you know, that's your choice. But like, you should expect some pushback from that kind of thing. I feel like that's a pretty divisive stance. It's pretty weird. Like, I haven't seen very much Big Bang Theory because it's bullshit. But like, <laughs> it is a it is a pro-science well, she's a neuroscience. So like she, she. Oh, that's right. She got yeah, great because she went to school. Yeah, she's a doctor. Blossom. Yeah. Anyway, the Dust Bowl gang kid I recognized was, sh- I'll tell you her real name, Devin Odessa. Do you know who Devin Odessa is? I do not. Ah, Sharon Chersky from My So-Called Life. Uh, that's wonderful. That dovetails incredibly with your yes, top our, 10. Our top 10. Yeah. I was like, I know her face. And I, and I, she was worried in the scene and I was like, Sharon Chersky. Wow. That's yes. amazing. I Yeah. That was one of the shows when we did our, our TV show top tens on our Instagram that I always, I think of that show as like a favorite show, but I realized I only watched it when it came out. So I have no memories of it other than like a few faces and stuff. Like I don't even remember plots, but I remember really loving it. Right. When it was on TV. Yeah. I would totally revisit it. Oh, it's, yeah. I, I watched an episode within the last year or two. I watched, like, the pilot. That's right. We did that together. That yeah. was delightful. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was great, because now, <laughs> now you're on, you're at the age of the parents, and I just remember hating the parents so much when I watched the show as a kid, and I did still hate the parents, but I also hated the kids a little bit, because I was like, you guys right. are annoying and obnoxious. But yeah, so that's the Where Are They Now. Well, I have one for you. Oh. I mean, I guess it's Where Were They Then. Just a piece of trivia. Do you know that the the dog who plays Gypsy was also, just the year before, was in Gremlins? Was in Gremlins? He's a dog in Gremlins. Wow, Josh. Yeah. Wow. His name is Mushroom, or was. He's certainly- Mushroom is what our kids call yeah, mushrooms. Mushroom. I'm sure we've said that before, but yeah. So that's that's a wonderful fun fact. Love a good um, where are they now with animals? Um, Certainly dead. I, I hate to say it, but <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Things you know. Life goes on. Don't shilly shally, Josh. Things die. Oh, they certainly do. And one actually, we we lost someone in our house this week. <gasps> That's right. That was terrifying. I don't know if you guys heard that. My S-I-R-I on my phone 
in response to that, just said, I'm on it. That was so creepy. Like, I've never heard your S I R I. Is she going to go jack into someone's call and kill them with (laughs) sonic vibrations? (laughs) I'll tell you who he lost. Well, I mean, he is still with us, just in two pieces. Mm hmm. And he used to be one. Yeah. Okay. We're talking, of course, about Skeleton Boy. Skeleton Boy. Skeleton Boy. Skelly. He's called Skelly. Yeah, we, in his last days, he got a nickname, and it was Skelly. Skeleton Boy is like a stretchy, definitely from a school trick-or-treating prize that, you know, handout. It's yeah. just another handout, Skeleton Boy. Um, it's a stretchy skeleton that, like, if you throw it at the wall or the ceiling, will stick. It's at least, I mean, it's, of course, a minimum of a year old. I think it might be two years old. No, no, just, just a year okay. old. But Boo loves skeleton boy he named it skeleton boy yes and like well we had two we had two there was a yellow one Mm -hmm. and a green one and we took both to seattle when we went for thanksgiving last year and i have pictures of them giving the two skeleton boys a bath oh right yeah these are these are not even the size of your hand they're the size of like a an index finger Sure. Yeah, they're they're three four inches long, yeah. something like that. And uh, anyway, at some point this year, Skell- Skelly Skeleton Boy was lost. Well, first lost an arm, probably in Seattle. Yeah, lost an arm. Yellow one came apart, but then it got lost, and then we found him somewhere, and it's just been in play, in hardcore play for all of quarantine. Yes. So a most popular toy, a most popular toy. And I'm just like one day, you know, I see them stretching the shit out of Skeleton Boy. Wrapping it around their hands, oh, just, whipping it around everywhere. Yeah, the fact that it survived this long, mm-hmm. even in a skeletal, skeletal state. And it He's, has led to discussions about the bones of nearly everything. Right. Yeah. That's skeleton true. Boy is, has become a, a real jumping off point in their education. Um, but so he, he split at the the 40 and 41st vertebrae um, (laughs) and, and for some reason, Wu cannot let go of the, he keeps saying it's Boo's fault. That's fault has been a word lately. Yeah. It's like, it's his fault that Skeleton Boy is in half. And I keep saying it could have happened. It's no one's fault. It could have happened at any time. Should have happened months ago. Yeah, like I kept telling, I told I told them many, many times that that would happen. But he's just obsessed with this idea of fault. Anyway. Yes. So um, we're going to post a link to. Some scary good stuff. Some scary good stuff. You could get your own Skeleton Boy. We're certainly going to get a few more. Well, I yeah, I mean, I do feel like. Even if there is no trick-or-treating at school, we'll probably leave a skeleton boy in everyone's cubbies if we're allowed, if they do anything like that. A 48-piece pack is yeah. 14 bucks. Maybe we should give out some prizes to listeners for some contests that we do over Halloween, okay. Halloween season. Spooktoberfest. Spooktoberfest. Someone's going to get a pack, a 48-pack of skeleton boys. Yeah. We'll just have to figure out the contest. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll think on it. Follow us on Instagram. That's certainly our most active social meds. 
Go yeah. there, and we will we'll post a contest at some point for a for a skeleton boy pack. Skeleton boy is a beautiful opalescent green. We didn't even give him his due, and so um, but you're really but I'm sure in for it's a, treat. a multi-color pack. Right? Oh yeah, there's like a yeah. Speaking of opalescent, several shiny colors: black, pink, purple, <laughs> turquoise, classic white, um, and of course yellow. Mm. Is there light blue that is a Wu's lucky color? I mean, it's more of a turquoise, but I think he'll like it. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, Josh. Sorry, I was just thinking of my favorite skeleton boy memory. <laughs> what is it? Well, when we figured out they could stick, he could stick to the ceiling. <laughs> Wherever you are, skeleton boy, don't be a creep. Get in touch. Email us at mummyxdeddy at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook at mummyxdeddy. Instagram, mummyxdeddypod. Voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. 818-839-1991. And visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdeddy.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a buddy. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spalding is a fall-scented candle warming on the oven as you bake a delicious fall treat. Bye. <laughs> okay, once upon a time, there was a little pumpkin monster. He walked out walked into his house and you know what his um his um and you know what you know what was inside that pumpkin monster hmm. oh it's in the room <laughs> <laughs>